0: The following program is sponsored by Know the
1: Truth Incorporated.
0: Today on Know the Truth, a special interview with Philip DeCourcy.
1: Uh, We're in a society where evil is called good and and, and good is called evil. It's a new day. And so, you know what? Uh, The battle lines have been drawn. We want to help Christians through this new series on the devil and spiritual warfare to think out, hey, it's time to put your uniform on. It's time to, you know, go to battle for Christ.
0: a special interview edition of Know the Truth with Philip DeCourcy. Today, Philip is joining his friend Roger Kemp in studio. Together, they're introducing a new series on an important subject that often gets too much attention or none at all. We're talking about the adversary, the devil, and the spiritual battles we face each and every day. Philip is reminding us that while this formidable enemy will attack us, we don't have to fall prey to his schemes. Let's join Philip in the studio now for this balanced and biblical introduction.
2: Well thank you Wayne and Philip it's always great to sit down across the table from you in the studio thanks for being here today. Oh it's great to join you in the studio along with our listeners. You know we just finished a series that you presented at the Masters University and Philip I think I heard a little extra enthusiasm in your voice. You were talking
1: and preaching to a group of young students. Was that fun for you? It was fun and and uh, you know my heart's there uh, as you know uh, Roger And many of our listeners may know um, I have an affinity with that school. I'm involved uh, through the board of directors. I get to preach there on a regular basis. My own daughters are all graduates of it. And I just love what Masters University stands for under Dr. MacArthur and the faculty there. We're trying to teach a new generation of young people that wisdom is the fear of God. It all begins there. My sense is when you're in front of a group
2: like that, you know, there's a lot of uh, talk these days about young people leaving the church, but when you get in an auditorium like that, with kids like that who are enthused about Christ and serving Him. It really says something far different about where the church
1: is going, doesn't it? It does. It's a great reminder. I mean, when you're in uh, the room there at the chapel in the gym at Masters, there's an enthusiasm. I look out on a sea of faces. I've already enjoyed 20 minutes of heartfelt singing. These kids aren't looking at their shoelaces. or are up into the <laughs> ceiling. They're there because they're genuine followers of Jesus Christ. They want to hear a word from the Lord. They're serious about the their faith and i'm sure that's true of 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 other campuses but there's a uniqueness i find maybe there's a bias there but i think it's more than that there's a uniqueness to the students who come to the masters university there's a uh, there's a commitment to the gospel they're all in on jesus christ they want to sit under expository preaching and it's not hard to preach there it gives me hope as you just alluded to uh, given all the bad news uh given where this generation is headed I just see a battalion of soldiers for Jesus Christ who are willing to fight the battle, the good fight of faith. And I I leave there animated. I think I get more from the chapel than they do (laughs) uh, because I leave going, hey, um, for want of a better term, there are pockets of young people all over this country and all across the world who are all in for Christ. And uh, I think God's going to use them in marvelous ways. You don't
2: feel the back. Can't be in an environment like that without having flashbacks. I'm sure you did too. These kids are growing up in a far different uh, culture than you and I did. It's hostile to the things that we love.
1: Yeah. Look, on the one hand, let's be honest, there's nothing new under the sun. We don't want to overplay that card. The Bible reminds us man has been fallen uh, from Adam's disobedience. Sin has infected society. But your point is a good one. There's a collapse of morality. Some of the Christian... Moorings that held society together in the past are disappearing fast. And there's a hostility, an open hostility that we have not faced in north america i mean christians have faced it i grew up in northern ireland i saw what happened to christians behind the the iron curtain in in the eastern Bloc countries Um, we know what's been going on in the middle east across asia our brethren in north korea china it's been there but it's a new day in america um this we're we're not playing on the home court anymore Hmm. Uh, we're playing away Hmm. and uh these young people are going to grow up in a different society um, in one way I feel sorry for them, but in another way, you know, you go to the gym, strength training makes you strong. Um, resistance training, sorry, makes you strong. And and you know what? They're gonna have to, you know, live in a culture that's resistant. And you know what, if they're true followers of Jesus Christ, it's gonna make them stronger. They're gonna waken up to something we know on paper and in theory, but now to some degree we're practicing in greater reality, we're in a battle a battle of worldviews. Uh, We're in a battle of right and wrong. Uh, We're in a society where evil is called good and and, and good is called evil. It's a new day. And so, you know what? Uh, The battle lines have been drawn. We want to help Christians through this new series on the devil and spiritual warfare to think out, hey, it's time to put your uniform on. It's time to, you know, go to battle for Christ.
2: Monday, we start the new series called Speak of the Devil. And, you know, sometimes, Philip, I sense that Christians, eh, they kind of freak out a little bit when you talk about Satan, Uh, perhaps just try to, you know, prefer that he didn't exist at all. And uh, what do you say to somebody who's thinking along those lines?
1: Yeah, I mean, one, I feel sorry that they think that way. It tells me they haven't been sitting under biblical preaching because biblical preaching can't ignore the fact that time and again, um, Satan is addressed in the Bible. Um, he's a real person. He's a fallen angel. Uh, the world lies in his lap. He's the God of this world. Uh, he's an adversary to those who follow Jesus Christ. So, Christians that think that way have been underserved. Now, to be fair, Roger, you're right. There's two extremes. We either ignore him or we give them too much credit or too much attention. I'm focusing on Christ, not Satan. I'm focusing on Christ, not the Antichrist. But I'm aware that as a Christian, I'm up against spiritual forces that are arrayed against my desire to live a holy life, live for Jesus Christ. So we need to awaken to that fact, the Bible. We have Jesus being tempted by the devil in Matthew 4. Uh, Peter talks about resisting the devil, um, James talks about fleeing from the devil. Uh, Paul talks to Timothy about fighting the good fight of faith. So there's a war. Now uh, we can't ignore that. And uh, the sooner we waken up to that fact, then uh, we stand a better chance of not becoming a casualty of war, but becoming one who is victorious and triumphant because uh, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. But we've got to waken up to the fact. I mean, when I grew up in Northern Ireland, you knew the battle lines. There was division, there was combat, there was conflict. We mightn't see that by the physical eye, but that's real. The battle lines have been drawn between truth and error, light and darkness, Christ and his kingdom and Satan and his kingdom. And so Christians better put their armor on, better be vigilant and realize this world According to A.W. Tozer, it's not a playground, it's a bottle grind.
2: Okay, let's take a minute and put a little skin on this subject, if you will. I'm thinking of the person who's listening to this conversation right now, perhaps driving in the car, uh, making their way to work or from work, and thinking, ah, I'm wondering how this shows up in my life. So let me ask you a couple questions. Um, would you say that discouragement or depression might be spiritual warfare?
1: Well, yes, and then no. No in the sense that I'm capable of depressing myself. (laughs) Um, I'm capable of thinking about the wrong things, not drawing upon God's grace, not putting on the armor. Think about that. Talk about depression, Roger, and the mind. One of the things we need to point on is the helmet of salvation which is hope and focusing on what Christ has done on behalf. So I have a duty to do that when I don't guard my thoughts. I can think wrongly, I can discourage myself, and I can get the press. So that would be a no, but it is also spiritual warfare. It's a yes because Paul puts that idea of guarding your mind in the context of uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers. Uh, The book of Revelation tells us that the devil is an accuser And he likes to dredge up sins of our past or failures on our part to discourage us. Think about Peter. The devil sifted him to a point where Peter kind of slinks away after his denial of Christ and hides. And that's where the devil likes us to be hiding. So on the one hand, I'm capable of sinning myself, depressing myself through bad thinking, disobedience. On the other hand, yes, discouragement, depression, that can have... Um, its source in a satanic attack.
2: Okay, so let's think about the businessman today who, you know, a a perfectly healthy, natural desire for sexual expression, but has this private battle. I'm talking about a Christian who has this private battle with sexual expression and lust, and it's spinning out of control, and he cannot win the victory. Is that? Spiritual warfare?
1: Of course it is. Um, Look, again, uh, we go to James 1, verses 12 to 14. when, When James speaks about temptation, he talks about we're drawn away of our own desire. Our flesh, unless it's dominated by the Spirit of God, submitted to the Word of God, where we find our pleasure in Jesus Christ, our flesh shows up in anger and lust. On the other hand, the devil's a tempter. I mean, the devil, that's what he's called, the tempter. Mm -hmm. And he'll take, and what is a temptation? More often than not, a temptation is the illegitimate fulfillment of a legitimate desire. Mm -hmm. Sex is a legitimate desire. It's Mm -hmm. a God-given desire. It's a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful thing. It's something to be celebrated. But it's to be enjoyed as God has determined it within his will at the right time with the right person. And the devil, don't forget, he is the original sinner. I like that phrase. Yeah, I think I stole that from J.I. Packer. The devil's the original sinner. He wants us to sin. And, and he'll make us question the validity of God's word. He'll, he'll tell us there's a pleasure outside of God. He will do that. So he'll tell us that sex is best as you want it, as you'll have it, with whom you want, however you want to express it. And the word of God says no. Uh, can I take a moment, Roger? We face an issue on three fronts. There's the world of flesh and the devil. There's the world around us that tries to squeeze us into its mold. The world is that society in rebellion against God. Then there's my flesh, that's inside of me. So I'm struggling with what's on outside of me and I'm struggling with what's on inside of me. And then there's the devil, Mm -hmm. uh, who's the original sinner. Um, I can supply the fuel, that's my flesh, but he can supply the match, he can he can help start that fire. And so, again, we're back to what you said. We've got to waken up. I mean, there's not a day goes by, but we've got to put on the full armor of God. We've got to realize there's an enemy that's got us in his sights. But you know what? Christ is greater than all of that. Pleasures in him are better than all of that. And I have got to live each day in dependence upon him and realize that I'm living behind enemy lines. We're not playing with home court advantage. And if your Christian life today is hard, my friend, embrace it. It is hard. (laughs) It is hard. But the fight won't last forever. There's victory. There's heaven. There's the parade to come in a future day. Make sure you earn your medals. Uh, Make sure that you're a true warrior of Jesus Christ. Um, We're fighting from victory, not for victory.
2: Well, that was a very thorough answer. I'm going to abandon my long list of,
1: <laughs> of things because the same answer will apply across the board. I, I got Yeah, Roger, I know we're running out of time, but that's the point. Yes and no. Yes, the devil can tempt me to depression, sexual temptation, drugs, alcohol, all of that. But at the end of the day, he, he's got something to work with. I've not only got to resist him, I've got to walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. And there's a, there's a quick story about a little boy who kicked his sister and pulled her hair and the mother comes in and goes, what in the world? That's awful. I've never seen you behave like that. The devil must have made you do that. Now apologize to your sister. And he replies, well, mommy... Kicking her was, was the devil's idea, but pulling her hair was my idea. <laughs> so that's the point. The devil is in the mix. But you know what? We're never binding into this idea the devil made me do it. The devil can tempt me to do it. But apart from the armor of God, apart from depending upon the Holy Spirit, apart from believing God's will is better, that there's greater pleasures in God, I will make myself do it.
2: Well, Philip, we have a lot to look forward in this series, Speak of the Devil. It really is what Know the Truth is all about, and that is equipping listeners for whatever
1: may come their way in their lives. Absolutely. I mean, the Word of God, 2 Timothy 3, 15 to 17, equips us on the every good work. Uh, one of the parts of the armor in Ephesians 6 is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So we trust these broadcasts, my friends, are a blessing to you that you'll tune in. You'll sit under the exposition of God's word so that you'll have a sword with which to fight. Uh, so that you'll have answers to the deceptive arguments of the evil one. So that you'll use what Jesus used when he fought the devil in the wilderness. It is written.
2: You know, Philip, we get great feedback when we do these conversations. One of the things we're told is listeners like to hear what their fellow listeners are saying. I brought a particular comment from a listener that I'd like to read to you, and I understand you brought one too. Sure, go for it. With just a couple minutes that we have left today, I thought I would read this a little lengthy, but it's well worth listening to. And by the way, if you want to uh, read any of these or to share any of these, you can do that at ktt.org. But this one comes from Josh, and he said, uh, Pastor Philip, recently I went through a challenging time in my life. I was diagnosed with kidney cancer, and just this week I went through additional medical procedures that forced me to stay in the hospital a total of 13 days. I can say it was the single most difficult, painful, physical, and mentally challenging time of my life. Ultimately, this medical issue forced me to come to terms with my illness, my creator, and my core beliefs. Boy, that. And sometimes these physical problems take us to that point, don't oh, they? Oh, absolutely. And then he says, your messages called It's About Time, that was in your Ecclesiastes yep. series, were speaking directly to me, almost as if the series was personally written for me to get me through this most difficult and trying time of life. The study in the book of Ecclesiastes helped me make sense of what I was facing. I had to take a good, long, hard look at myself, my walk in the faith, and my purpose in life. So I would like to thank everyone involved with your ministry for sharing the good news about our Heavenly Father and His promise and purpose in our lives.
1: I mean, Roger, that that's why we exist. This is an answer to prayer. We started this ministry to be a blessing. This isn't about us, it's about them, and to know that a broadcast changes a person's life, give them hope where there's despair, helps them to take another step forward in life's hostile circumstances a blessing. I have one here. I quickly read if we have time. This comes from a particular gentleman. I'm not going to use his name, um, but he says this. I didn't run across your ministry by happenstance. The Lord Yahweh led me to you. I asked nothing from you. I write just to tell you God is a timely God and sent you into my life when I was dealing with suicidal ideas and asking God, to help me. Then he sent me you, Philip. Thank you for giving me the hope I needed to live in Jesus Christ, my Lord and my God. I mean, Roger, that's gold. That's priceless Mm -hmm. stuff. (laughs) Whatever time I'm investing, whatever Mm -hmm. money our friends and ministry partners are investing, that's the yield. That's That's the return on the investment. Lives are being changed. That man was on the verge of taking his own life. And we want to minister to people in physical need, emotional need, and spiritual need. And these letters, just, just help me write one more sermon, preach one more exposition, uh, appeal to our listeners to come along and stand by us. We're changing lives.
2: You know, Philip, I hope anyone who hears those letters as a truth ambassador, if they're a truth ambassador, feels a sense of accomplishment and fulfillment because those gifts are what God used to touch those lives of Josh and the other letter you read just a moment ago.
1: And that's what we're all about. Absolutely. And I do want to thank those who are listening today who do support us. And maybe you've made a one-time gift or you're a truth ambassador giving $25 or more a month. Just those stories, I hope, are an encouragement to you. Paul talks about the financial support of the Philippines in chapter four as fellowship. And you're in fellowship with us. You're in partnership with us, changing lives punching holes into the darkness and I, I thank you for your support and, and I'm going to make an appeal Roger to anyone that's listening today that might be moved or has been thinking about supporting us we are a listener supported ministry we're lean we're mean the minimal amount of money is used um, you know for stuff outside uh, getting these broadcasts out it's all about producing the broadcast getting the word I don't take an income uh, we have got an army of volunteers and we have you know a small staff that do need to be supported so if you could help us today uh, we would love that lives are being changed we want to continue to grow touch more lives enter more homes speak in to uh, as many people's experience as possible and there's several ways you can do that you can give us a one-time gift we'd very much appreciate that but frankly the better path is to become a truth ambassador. That's where you give $25 or more a month. That lets us know that we have a steady stream of income. It takes away, to be honest, a little bit of the anxiety. It helps us to plan with greater confidence. And, and I'm making an appeal for you today. We, we want to see our truth ambassador program grow. I've kind of got this image in my head that, you know, we're leading the charge for truth. And there I am at the front behind me is, is several paid staff in our office. We've got behind them a whole army of volunteers. We work alongside the professional folks at RK Media. And there are truth ambassadors behind us. And we've, we're, we're, I'm leading the charge. And behind me, there's this kind of regiment of people. And I'd love to believe that today others are going to join that march. Others are going to help us as we push forward in preaching the truth unapologetically, of being a voice of reason and revelation into our culture, of fulfilling Jesus' mandate to go into all the world and preach the gospel, to fulfill Paul's admonition to Timothy to preach the word in season and out of season. Join us, would you, on that march forward forward. Uh, Give us a one-time gift. Better still, become a truth ambassador today. Give us $25 or more. Get behind us. Invest in what's a blessing to you. Be an answer to our prayers. You can contact us today by uh, going to ktt.org or calling us at 888-644-8811.
2: Philip, I think a great way to conclude today's program is just to pause right now because I know somebody's listening to us right now. I don't know what their issue is. You don't know what their issue is, but they're struggling with something. They've heard this conversation about spiritual warfare and they've identified something in their mind that I think it would be great if you could just pray for them today.
1: I'd love to do that, Roger. Father, we thank we can come to you. We do realize that this old world is no playground. It's a battleground and that uh, we face struggles Uh, that are not just uh, physical but spiritual. We realize we have an adversary who seeks to destroy our marriages and our health and our testimony and our lives. So we pray today for those that are struggling. Father, we pray that you'd give them the strength of your Son. We thank you that Jesus was tempted on all points like as we yet without sin. We thank you that he overcame the evil one and the powers of darkness and death upon the cross. We thank you he sent us the gift of the Holy Spirit, that he's not only with us, but he's in us. And the life that he lived, we can live. The victory that he knew, we can know. And so I pray for those that are struggling today, help them not to surrender to their sin, help them to surrender to the Savior. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: That's a prayer we all need as we face the daily battles in our homes, offices, and the world. You're listening to a special interview with Philip DeCourcy here on Know the Truth. This interview is an introduction to Philip's next series, a study called Speak of the Devil. While many of us don't talk about the devil on a regular basis, it's crucial that we understand we have a very real enemy. The devil is on the prowl, but we have an almighty God who has given us victory through Jesus Christ. Learn more as you listen all this month and the next for the series, Speak of the Devil. You can also listen online at ktt.org or purchase these messages on CD when you call 888-644-8811. At Know the Truth, Philip de takes the job of teaching the Bible seriously, sharing the truth that sets men and women free from sin and death. And we want to invite you to become part of this gospel-centered mission when you give a generous donation today at 888-644-8811. It's also easy to give online at ktt.org. And when you donate $20 or more, we'll send you a book that Philip highly recommends called The Strategy of Satan. It's a manual for Christian warfare from author Warren Weersby. The book is full of biblical advice for detecting and defeating the devil. Ask for the book, The Strategy of Satan, when you give today, online at ktt.org or call us at 888 644 8811. And if you prefer to send a check in the mail, write to us at Know the Truth, Post Office Box 30250, Anaheim Hills, California 92809. Now, if you're new to Know the Truth, you can also ask for this month's free gift. It's a bookmark that offers the biblical keys to overcoming temptation. But don't delay. These bookmarks are going fast. I'm your host, Wayne Shepard, inviting you back tomorrow for the start of Philip's new series titled, Speak of the Devil. Don't miss Tuesday on Know the Truth. Today's program was produced and sponsored by Know the Truth Incorporated. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free.
3: at michaelmedved.com for Town Hall. Those in the grip of an obsessive, irrational hatred can't keep themselves from expressing it, even when they damage their own interests in the process. For Louis Farrakhan, recently kicked off of Facebook for his bigotry, it clearly hurt him to denounce satanic Jews to a Catholic congregation in his latest unhinged diatribe. For Rashida Taleb, saying she always gets kind of a calming feeling when she thinks of the Holocaust and suggesting that Palestinians created a safe haven for Jews in the Middle East obviously undermined her already shaky position with her house colleagues. For Taleb she wasn't even asked about the Holocaust, but brought it up in the context of her one state opposition to any Jewish homeland anywhere on Earth. Irrational anti-Semitic outbursts not only threaten Jewish people, but simultaneously menace the blighted obsessives who can't stop themselves from uttering them. I'm Michael Medved.
0: Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pill